أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته This is Yusuf Azhar and it is February February 2nd 2023 uh, and today we're going to do the uh, we're going to do episode 5 um, in our six-part series about my experiences in Blythe, California. Um, so last episode, we left off talking about how I had taken on this identity as a skater, uh, but then things started to unravel. I started to notice, um, I just call it different types of corruption and, and bad behavior in people. And I was also kind of feeling like... Um, I myself was was a failure uh, and I was also having tension with my parents so things were not looking good um, and I ended the that episode saying that I, I landed in a very dark place and um, and that was my situation I was feeling pretty bad in general um, so what happened was that one time my dad took our family on a trip to Los Angeles and that's something that he would do from time to time, um, because in the city of Blythe, the only Muslim community was our family of six Muslims, and there was one other bachelor uh, Muslim who lived in the city. He was this uh, Egyptian brother. Um, he passed away later, rahimahullah, but um, <clears throat> that was it. And so I think my dad wanted to uh, wanted us to still have some kind of connection to the Muslim community. For me, it was just like another thing I had to do. Um, sometimes I wouldn't necessarily go. Uh, and he would take us to different cities. There was Phoenix, which was several hour, hour drive. Um, Los Angeles, as I mentioned, Palm Springs area. Anyway, there are different communities he would take us to and he knew um, people there and uh, so especially for like Eid and stuff like that um, we would uh, we would go to one of these bigger cities um, also sometimes I think a lot of times probably we would buy uh, halal meat there so at that time our family wasn't really strict about um, halal zabia meat versus like just regular store-bought meat and um, but in spite of that my dad still would uh, try to get halal meet when we would go out to these other cities on one of these trips we had gone to los angeles and um in los angeles there's a i think it's called islamic center of southern california it's a pretty big mosque it's one of the bigger masjids in southern california and it has a bookstore um and uh, i've always liked books a lot we went to the bookstore and they had a um, english translation of the quran and it was Displayed kind of prominently, um, caught my eye. I thought it was interesting. And then my parents must have noticed because I think they're right away. They were like, oh, you want it? And, and then and they got it for me. What I did with it was I basically came home and just put it on our bookshelf and forgot about it. So I, I didn't do anything with it. Um, I think I mainly just bought it just for the, just for fun, just for the thrill of buying a book. Um, and like I said, they had a nice display. And so... It just caught my eye. Anyway, um, one day I remember vividly, I was I was just kind of walking through the house and my mom said to me, uh, you know, you bought this book. Why don't you read it? 
And I thought, okay. So I, I picked her off the shelf and I started reading through it. And literally that at that moment, my life just changed just in that instant because I started reading it. And that was the first time in my life that I was reading uh, a translation of the Quran from a perspective of um, like, does it make sense to me? Up until then, all of the religious training that I got, I just did it because my parents either told me to do it or forced me to do it. And so it just, it, it never, ever settled in my heart. Like it didn't seem wrong or anything, but it's at the same time, like it just, it, I didn't care. It didn't mean it. It didn't really mean much to me. I knew I was Muslim. I knew we don't eat pork and there's certain things we don't do and we're supposed to pray. Um, I definitely didn't pray, even though by that age, um, Islamically, um, I, I was supposed to be praying, but it was just not important to me um, at that point in my life. But then when I read this English translation, it was this very, it, I think it was called the first American English translation or something by somebody named T.B. Irving. And the language is really easy to understand. It wasn't like the, um, like the, you know, like the Shakespearean style of English, like old English. It wasn't like that. It was just normal, re readable, modern English, let's say. And, um, what hit me was it answered the big question that was bothering me, which was like, why are people, why do people get away with being so evil? And when I read it, it was very obvious almost immediately that there's going to be a day of judgment and um, good people are going to go to heaven. Bad people are going to go to hell. And I was like, perfect. That's sounds great. Like, that's exactly what I want. And I had this assumption that I was one of the good people and I was going to go to heaven. And uh, all these people who were doing bad things that I felt were bad um, were going to go to hell. Now, later on, I found out it's not that black and white. Like, um, you could have Muslims, for example, who who believe and they'll eventually go to heaven, but um, they may have sinned and so they might uh, be punished for that. Um, and anyway, there's a little bit more nuance to it, but... At that time in my life, when I had like almost zero background, not literally zero, but very, very little understanding about any of this, um, that that just really resonated with me. But the but the core idea of there's going to be a day of judgment, and you know there is going to be there, there there will be consequences. Um, so that really made me happy, and um, so I kept reading, and um, you know if you've never read. Uh, translation of the Quran, like the tone of voice um, that as Muslims, of course, we believe that's Allah's voice, you know, speaking to us. I mean, it just it just makes sense. Like there's nothing in it that sort of like like there's a slip up where, where it kind of becomes like obvious that a human being uh, said that any of it. It's just consistent through the whole thing. It's Allah, our creator, addressing us. And it just resonated with me. And um, everything in it made sense. Oneness of God. Uh, like I said, the day of judgment. And there were so many stories in it that I, that I was reading. Um, so I was just hooked. And I felt good. Like I felt so happy about it. And so in our household, we had other books about Islam. I started to f seek those out and read them. Now, 
I wasn't reading with teachers. I wasn't reading with my parents. I was just grabbing those books and reading them on my own. So I, I early on, I, I had a lot of misunderstandings about things because I was just assuming things that, that were not exactly true. Um, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but um, but I was getting the gist of it. I was getting the, the, the main idea about stuff. And I, it just put me in a, in a place of like, okay, now I understand why I exist. I, we're here to worship Allah, to obey him. It's a test. And um, we're going to die. We're going to be raised up on the day of judgment. And then Allah is going to judge and he's going to send some people to uh, Jannah, heaven, some people to, to Jahannam, which is hell. And that just made me so peaceful. I mean, like I said, it just resolved all these problems practically instantaneously. So as this is going on, other things were happening. Like I, I had this very, very vivid dream that I was playing basketball with some friends. And then all of a sudden, um, off in the distance, there was these mountains. And this huge wave of water comes over the mountains. Like it's so big, it com comes over the mountains. And my dad told, I remember my dad used to tell me that, I, I actually still don't know if it's true or not true, Like, but I assume it is, I, I really don't know. But my dad used to always tell us that if you ever notice that the Day of Judgment is starting, then you should do the Adhan, which is the call to prayer. Like I said, I've never seen any um, backing for that. Um, it doesn't really matter. The point is just my dad had, used, to, used to tell me that. So I remember that in my dream. And then in my dream, I felt like, oh, this is the day of judgment starting. So I start doing the Adhan and everything around me just kind of crumbles away. And I'm just standing there in this plane and this computer screen comes down in front of me. This is all my dream, of course. And I realize in that moment, this computer screen is going to start listing every single thing I did in my life. And it scared me so badly. I was like, oh my God, I am finished uh, there's no hope for me because i've done so many bad things in my life and i was like i wish i had another chance i wish i had another chance to go back and make things right and then i woke up and i cannot describe to you the amount of relief that i felt um going from feeling like it's the day of judgment and then all my bad deeds are, are gonna be you know recounted and i'm gonna be uh, I'm going to be, you know, sentenced to hell for all that. That's how I felt. I mean, I just felt sure that that's what was going to happen in the dream. And then, and then to suddenly realize, oh, it's just a dream. I actually do have another chance now. So that actually, that had a big impact on me. Um, anyway, I kept reading. Uh, my parents noticed that I was getting more religious, so they supported that, which was great started meeting um, other families in other cities, uh, and, and that was nice, getting support that way. And so I started praying. I started doing my five times, uh, my, my five daily prayers, uh, because I thought to myself, well, if, I, if I'm assuming I was one of, I'm one of these people who's going to go to heaven, I should act like it. I should do those things. And so I started like trying to learn about like what am I supposed to be doing as a Muslim? So I, like the biggest thing was prayer. So I started praying five times a day. After praying, after each prayer, I would do some uh, supplication. In Arabic, we say dua. Um, so after the formal structured prayer, I would just 
I would put my hands up and ask God for things that I wanted. And they always revolved around just a few main themes. Um, I, I'm talking about from a worldly perspective. Of course, I always would always want like to go to heaven and not go to hell and things like that. Um, but in a worldly perspective, I really badly wanted to be in a larger Muslim community. Um, I wanted to be able to go to college because I still was worried about that loser guy that I mentioned earlier. And I was just freaked out that I wouldn't be able to, um, you know, I, like I just wouldn't be able to progress in my life in that sense. There's one other thing I, I'm kind of blanking out right now. Yeah, basically a bigger community and, and being able to um, to go to college. Oh, meanwhile, I'm still um, um, in touch with my childhood best friend, Chris. And we're, we're talking, by this point, I'm in high school, when is this is all happening? And um, I'm really, really uh, just missing Chris and wanting to be back. Oh, so what I mean is I want wanting to be back in Davis. And um, meanwhile, in school, things like suddenly are going great. Like my grades shot up to A's and B's, I think mainly A's. Um, I was able to focus. I, by that point, I was just not interested in doing this skating stuff. Um, I was just so, I, I was really just, uh, I want to say consumed by, um, by learning about Islam and trying to, trying to implement whatever I could and, and learn more and more. And so anyway, eventually, um, I, you know, my prayers were answered. Our family, my dad got transferred back to Northern California. So we moved back to Northern California, all within high school, uh, like meaning while I was still in high school. And so we moved to, we, we got a place in Davis. So now I'm back in Davis, which was where I wanted to be all along. I'm with Chris in high school, you know, which was again, another one of my dreams. So things were just like really suddenly falling into place uh, for me. And I felt very fortunate and grateful to Allah for all of that. I started attending the prayers at the at the Davis um, Masjid, at the Islamic Center of Davis. And, uh, and that was, you know, one of the things that I was praying for, um, to be able to be part of a larger community than what we had in Blythe. Like I said, I, you know, I saw my old friends again. And it was, it was really great. That started a whole new chapter in my life, um, and that is the chapter of like being part of the, you know, being religious and also being part of the Muslim community. Ton of things happened after that point, but um, that's way out of the scope of this uh, of, of this series. Um, but that's the main thing I want to share was, you know, reading the Quran and understanding it just completely changed my life uh, for the better. And from my perspective, I, I feel like that would help anybody in the world. But, you know, uh, uh, this is something in our in our tradition as well. La ikraha fiddin. There's no compulsion in faith. So um, it's I'm not trying to force anybody to be Muslim at all. But um, if you're if you're listening to this and you're not Muslim, I, I would invite you and encourage you to read a translation of the Quran in your life. If you know Arabic, of course, that's ideal. But if you don't, then then I would encourage you to read a translation of the Quran in a language that you can understand. And then, you know, make your decision um, what you want to what you want to do about it. So that's what I wanted to share. Thank you very much for listening. And assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.